Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get 16-ounce packs of flavorful Angus 90% Lean Ground Sirloin for $4.99 each with a digital coupon. Then buy two, get two free on 12 packs of delicious Coca-Cola, Pepsi, or 7-Up, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. Ladies and gentlemen, on behalf of the California Angels and the City of Los Angeles, on the occasion of Her Majesty's royal visit, please welcome internationally renowned opera star Enrico Palazzo. Hey, it's Enrico Palazzo! It's Michael Govey. It's the Plaza Podcast, Week 8 NFL Fantasy Football Edition. I'm here live to talk about football with you. I hope you can join the live chat. I try to do the show on Thursdays if I can, but I had to push to Friday. My life has been disjointed recently, but you don't care about that. All you care about is football. Utah. That's right. Give me two. Give me two. Two L's, two Z's. Plaza Podcast on Twitter. The Discord is free. If you don't know the drill, this is how podcasts and YouTube streaming works, etc. We're on Twitch, we're on YouTube, we're on Twitter. But if you're watching this on Twitter, you can't comment in the live chat for some reason. I'm not sure why that is. StreamYard, what's the deal with that situation? I need to know, okay? Either way, I can't wait to dive into this and break it down. The goal here is to talk about what I can tell you that will make a difference for you. You can get endless week eight. NFL fantasy football discussion all the time from all kinds of sources. What I'm trying to do here is provide you with something that you can tangibly use, okay? So I'm not going to give you the same old shit you hear everywhere else. I want to go in different directions, not to be contrarian. That is not the point. That's putting it mildly. Yeah, it is putting it mildly, James. I'm just saying that my goal here is to look at these games and the players involved with them, the scripts, how they're going to play out, who the head coaches are, and then determine what will happen, not what people think will happen, which is too often the case with fantasy football in the NFL and college football, too. You know, I love college football. On the Patreon today, the Palazzo Patreon, which starts for as little as 3 bucks. I'm gearing it up. Because we got big news today. Patreon has officially allowed us to upload video direct to Patreon. Thank you, Patreon. It's about goddamn time. Before this moment, we've been having to upload the videos to YouTube and then share the link through Patreon. A terribly, terribly annoying process, which is now being removed. So Patreon videos can go directly to Patreon. I can just do a video and upload it immediately. Now that's going to make our Patreon a whole lot better because videos are my bread and butter. (laughs) They sure are. Lock it in. I can't wait to start popping in more videos. We're talking about college football and I love it. We got Michigan, Michigan State this weekend. I'm going to be there on campus. I'm doing Another game day video breakdown where I'll be interviewing Michigan fans, Michigan State fans, live at the big house in Ann Arbor for a 7.30 kickoff between the Spartans and the Wolverines. It's going to be a doozy of a game, that's for sure. 
And I actually like the Spartans plus 23 right now. And I'm only saying that because history tells us that Michigan doesn't cover the spread in this rivalry. Michigan doesn't cover the spread a lot of times. They're often, frequently, overinflated with their betting lines. And the Wolverines are classically known for having a big number that they can't cash in. So I don't think the Wolverines will lose, but hell, they've lost the last two times to the Spartans, so who the hell knows what will really happen. This team is different this year. The Wolverines do look different, and I'm not saying that just as a Michigan alum. I'm telling you objectively, I think, that Michigan is a different team with a different mindset, a different mentality this year. Wow, dude. Yeah, wow, dude. It's crazy. Anyways, I got the betting lines. I picked every game, every game for week nine in college football, total and the spread against the number. That's available on the Patreon. There's an Excel sheet I did for you. It's customized and organized so that you can see every play and what I think is going to happen. Am I a madman for picking every damn game in week nine? Of course I am. It doesn't mean I'm going to play every game, but I want to get a pick on the record. So if you want to, you want to dive into college football betting, if you're into that, if that's your thing, if that's your go-to, then you got to hook up with the Patreon and the Discord, at the very least, which is totally free. Plaza Podcast, Utah. two L's. Give me two. Two Z's. So let's focus in. Week eight, NFL football. Last night, I wanted to take the Ravens with the points, but I didn't. For some reason, I took the under, which was 46 and a half, with the Buccaneers and the Ravens. And what do you think happened? Well, you probably know what happened. The Buccaneers scored a late garbage-ass touchdown, which ended up putting it over. So if you had the over, you were thrilled. Hey, Just Bob, what's up, my man? Hey, buddy. Hey, buddy. Have a bloody, buddy. Buddy, hey, buddy, buddy, buddy. Okay, buddy. Remember that? Adam Sandler used to do audio CDs. That was one of his big, his big footholds in comedy. It wasn't Saturday Night Live. Those comedy albums that Adam Sandler did in the 90s, which were incredibly vulgar and immature as hell. But, man, it hit the sweet spot for the teenage boys across America in the 90s. And that's what really, in my mind, that's how Sandler really locked in. It's not the movies and the SNL. It was a byproduct of that work he did with those audio CDs. I think the first one was, You're All Gonna Laugh at Me? That was the big one with, uh, you know, cock and balls. Yeah. <laughs> Stupid. We used to listen to that shit all the time. Me and my friends would sit around a speaker and laugh audibly together. It was a real riot. And I got to tell you, I still think Medium Pace is a hilarious song. It's really, really funny because it's just so absurd. But... It's well-written, and the vocals are solid. I'm throwing that out there. You guys know what I'm talking about. Don't act like you don't know what I'm saying, y'all. Lock that in, too. Boom. All right. So I'm glad Just Bob's here. I didn't know who else would show up tonight. I know uh, Jamie, big fan of the show. I should do a shout-out, by the way, which uh, is harder to do. There we go. Shout-out to Jamie and his main man over there. I can't forget his, I forget his name. I'm an asshole. What an asshole I am. I forgot his name, Jamie. I'm sorry. I know Jamie and his guy over there out of rhythm fantasy sports. They're doing their show right now. And he messaged me before I came on the air to say, Hey, uh, why don't you hop on with us? And I wanted to do that, but I, I didn't know how to logistically make that happen. So I apologize for that. It's just me. It's a little old Govier here. Week nine in college football has me really excited, but week eight in NFL is where we got some opportunities to pounce. Now, the Buccaneers are bad. I want to say that about Thursday Night Football. Tom Brady is not going to magically turn things around. Just because you've seen him win seven Super Bowls and pull off the ultimate comeback, 28-3 against the Falcons a few years back, it doesn't mean he could do it again and again and again. He's clearly jacked up. The mental, 
focus that he has. That was the key to forget everything. Forget his trainer and the TB12 and all the things you know about Tom Brady. The key ingredient to Tom Brady's success was drive plus focus. And his focus is second to none. Focus is so underrated. It really is. In sports, in golf, in individual sports, you got to be so locked in, especially with these more difficult, challenging aspects of hitting a baseball, for one. That's really hard to do. you got to be super focused. Talent is one thing, but you need the focus to harness the talent. So you got repetition, growing up, practicing, getting to know the game, repeating it with your muscle memory, becoming an expert with your body, and then the mental side. The will and the focus. That's so important. And Tom Brady doesn't have that right now, everybody. It's sad state of affairs. I don't like to see Tom Brady all shook up, but he is shook right now. And the Buccaneers, it's not going to get any easier. It just isn't. And Lamar Jackson uh, surprised me last night. He played decent in the second half. I still think the under should have come in. That stupid Julio Jones touchdown, which, by the way, uh, shout out to Thud, my guy Jay, in the Discord who was thinking about... (laughs) I think he predicted three catches for 24 yards for Julio last night, but then he was last minute thinking about putting a quarter of a unit on Julio to score a TD, which he did at the very, very end, which is funny. He's a gambler, but he's a very shrewd gambler. And that's a guy you can connect with, by the way. If you love gambling, Thud is a great, great guy to talk it out with in the Discord. He's always there. And that's what I love about the Plaza Discord. We've cultivated a community. I mean, Christian Crespo, shout out to him. Shout, Triple shout. Shout, shout. He has taken over my Discord now. Basically, it's a Christian Crespo show. I got sick, and Christian has stepped in, and he is just dominating with the advice. And it's fantastic. I love it, Christian. That's one of the best parts about the Plaza Discord is you could just come on in there and make it your own. If you got something to offer and you got the drive, like Tom Brady used to have, and the will. And you can be just like Christian. And Christian's a great follow, uh, even if, not just for baseball. He's known for dynasty fantasy baseball, and he was a coach this year in the Appalachian League. He was a coach for the Bluefield, uh, what was it, the Ridge Runners, I believe, the Bluefield Ridge Runners of the Appalachian League. And he was a coach, and he gave us some insight while he was coaching during the year. He's got his own channel in the Discord. It's all free. If you need the link, you know, hit me up on Twitter, MJ Govier. Follow me on Twitter. I can give you the link directly. It should be easy to find on Discord. Palazzo Podcast, two L's and two good old Z's. Utah. Very simple. Give me two. And Christian is a follow. And his Twitter is, let me pull that up. It's like Christian26. Oh, it's uh, C-Cress, C-C-R-E-S underscore 24. Make sure you follow Christian Crespo on Twitter at C-Cress, C-R-E-S underscore 24. But, yeah, that's what's missing from Todd Brady and the Bucks right now. Todd Bowles doesn't have the answers. He wishes he does. Todd Bowles' track record is looking really bad as a head coach, by the way. But Rashad White is ascending. He's trending upward. I'd be interested in getting more shares of Rashad White. Leonard Fournette is not to be dismissed, though. He scored a touchdown early, and then he didn't do much else in that game last night. So that's worrisome. But Rashad White got some more snaps, and he looked good while he was doing it. I think it was uh, Frank Amarante on Twitter. Uh, shout out to Frank. <laughs> was saying that Rashad looked really, really good every time he got the opportunity to get the ball in his hands on Thursday Night Football. So Rashad White is a guy I would definitely try to pick up, if depending how deep or shallow your league is, or make a trade for if you have a handcuff with Lenny Fournette. I definitely want to have White just in case Lenny doesn't hold up. He might get despondent. He might get depressed. He might start looking around and say, wow, we're, uh, we're not very good. We suck. 
You know, we, we don't really have anything to offer. Maybe I'm just going to sit out for a while and give up, you know. I mean, he could do that. I, I, I don't know. Some people play to win the games. You play to win the game. Some people do that. But some people just suck, and they get depressed when things go sideways. They're going to either resolve and come back strong. Leonard Fournette's either going to rally the troops, or he's going to check out on the season. And I think we've seen Lenny do that before. He's going to look around and say, we suck. We couldn't do diddly poo offensively we couldn't make a first down we couldn't run the ball we didn't try to run the ball we couldn't complete a pass we sucked there you go he's gonna call up jim morris senior and say hey we suck what do i do and jim won't have any answers for him and then lenny's gonna shut it down so rashad white season is officially in play Uh, just bob says lenny is breaking down slowly you think so bob i mean he he looked pretty good earlier in the first few weeks of the season i've seen moments where he still looks like leonard fournette and he's got the build, and he's got that power with the solid speed. But you think he's breaking down? Uh, I don't know. Uh, I'm, I'm, I'm a little concerned more about his mental acuity and his dedication to the season. Anyways, that's way more letter for net talk than anybody ever needed. Now, if you want to crown them, then crown their ass. But they are who we thought they were, and we let them off the hook. That's exactly what happened. The Bucks are who they thought they were, and they let the Ravens off the hook last night by uh, being inefficient in the red zone as well. Very, very lame game, in my opinion. But we got some great games to look forward to this weekend, Sunday Live, NFL Week 8. Let's dive into the whole game-by-game game breakdown. I want to give it to you straight because that's what I do here. I'm Michael Govier, and I want you to follow me on Twitter if you're new to the show. If you've never seen us before, give us a chance. Expand your horizons. And guys, you know how shows work. If you've never rated the show five stars and given us a review on Apple Podcasts and downloads, those things matter, and I would really love to get those pumped up here. I'm going to be pushing hard, and now that I'm coming out of this death plague that I survived, which I unfortunately gave to Leanne. Don't be that guy. Yeah, I am that guy. I gave it to my girlfriend. It sucks. I was sick, and now I gave it to her, and it makes me feel terrible, but uh, she knew the price of admission. I told her to leave me alone. Stay away from me. I'm just so irresistible, so unfortunately, Leanne couldn't help herself, but... Now that I'm beyond that sickness, I feel good again. I feel like myself. We got six days. Side note, baseball. First pitch, Arizona. Next week, I will be a week from this moment right now as I record the show live on YouTube, Twitch, and Twitter. I will be in Arizona a week from now. And I'll be there live seeing Arizona Fall League Baseball, connecting with all these people that I love to see in person. A lot of people I still haven't met in person, like Alex Fast. and uh, Then there's Newcomers that I'm getting to know now, which really excites me. So I can't wait to see the newcomers, and I can't wait to see the old faces that I've seen before and I get to see again. It's really exciting. I cannot wait for First Pitch Arizona. It's going to be a doozy for show. All right. So let's dive into my first game, and I'll take it from the top here. It's real simple. You've got the Broncos and the Jaguars in London. Oh, God. Is this game a buzzkill or what? That's what I hear in my mind when I think of Broncos Jaguars in London. It doesn't really excite me. Um, <clears throat> Trevor Lawrence is disappointed me. I went heavy on Lawrence this year. I really thought there was value in taking him later as a QB1, for real. Now, this is in 14 team leagues and deeper, just to give you some context. But Trevor Lawrence is... It's been disappointing. I thought he'd do a lot more with his legs, too. He can move. He's got wheels. He scored a rushing touchdown last week 
in that stupid loss to the Giants. The Giants are such a fraud. New York teams are frauds. I'm not buying it. It's just a bunch of crap. Can't trust it. Can't trust it. I'm not trusting what the Giants are doing. They're getting way more out of what they have then they should be getting a return. But they beat the Jags on the road, and the Jaguars shoot themselves in the foot. You know, they had a chance to win. Trevor Lawrence throws a pass to the one-yard line, and the Giants stand them up at the buzzer. So, you know, if you had the money line in the Jags last week, you're probably punching yourself, or at the very least, sitting in a dark corner thinking about existence and the point of it all, which, you know, if you haven't done that, you haven't lived, my friends. Anywho... In London, I was looking at the prize picks plays. You know, I do prize picks picks over at FTN where I work and I do betting picks and we do prop plays and prize picks is awesome. They're not sponsoring the show, but I'm going to give them a free publicity because it's the best app for prop plays. There's a lot of great ways to win. You got to do parlays. That's the thing about prize picks. You can't just pick a prop and win it. So if you just want to do a one-off, then you can't do it. You got to pick at least two. And that's called a power play. And if you get them both right, then uh, you double your money easy. You get plus 200 odds on a twofer. Give me two Utah. That's so obvious. How Utah. did I see that? Give me two. Twofer power play. And I'm taking Christian Kirk and the under on his receptions, which are five, I believe. That was the total. I'll double check that. But I think the, the Broncos defense, which, you know, they showed up last week. It wasn't their fault that they lost. The Jets beat them at home with... Brett Rippon leading the offense instead of Russell Wilson. And pfft, who cares? The Broncos defense, especially in the secondary, is outstanding. And I think Christian Kirk, who the Broncos know that Kirk is the focus for Lawrence. Lawrence loves feeding Christian Kirk as much as he can. And the Broncos know that. And they're going to shut that down. So I'm thinking there's going to be a challenging opportunity for Christian Kirk this Sunday. I'm not saying bench Kirk, but I'm definitely pessimistic on the matchup this week for Christian Kirk. In London. Now, someone will probably tell you, hey, it's London, you know? Anything can happen. We see weird shit happen in London all the time, right? The Giants beat the Packers, but when we look back now at that London game when the Giants beat the Packers, that's not so weird now. It actually makes more sense because the Packers suck and the Giants have maximized the return on this, this deal they've made with the devil, this Faustian bargain, this absurd, absolutely absurd season the Giants are having. It just it really bothers me. And... Yes, I'm anti-New York. Yes, I'm a Midwesterner, and I feel like the Midwest deserves more love. Yeah, I admit that freely. I'm not going to deny that. Yeah, be surprised. But I'll give credit where it's due. The Giants deserve credit, but they're just not as good as their record. There's no way they're this good. And sooner or later, they're going to fall in hard times, and I'm going to be there betting against them to rake in the dough. Eventually, it will fall. I don't know when exactly that will be for the New York Giants, football Giants, but it's happening soon. Trust me. So, uh, yeah, so Christian Kirk, I'm a little concerned about, but uh, I like Trevor Lawrence to maybe make some plays more with his feet this week, although his props for rushing on prize picks was 11.5 rushing yards. Well, you take it the over or the under, 11 and a half. It sounds so easy. Like Trevor Lawrence could run for a first down. He could cover that. But more often than not, it doesn't happen with these certain quarterbacks, especially with the low rushing total props. It is surprising. So, the, let's see. Broncos-wise, if Russell Wilson starts, if Brett Rippon starts, who cares? This offense is a fraud because of Nathaniel Hackett. Nate Hackett is a very, 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 very immature and overrated coach who shouldn't be the head coach of the Broncos right now. Yeah, that's a fact. So... I really am happy 
to avoid a lot of the Broncos' weapons, sadly. The only ones I'm interested in are Latavius Murray and the running game. I think there's value there, but that's it. I took the over on Latavius Murray's prop play for prize picks was at 37.5 rushing yards as of this morning when I took that prop. I'll take the over on that. Murray will be able to move the chains against that Jaguar defense. But if you got Jerry Judy or Cortland Sutton, I don't know how you can feel confident that this is going to go your way. You just can't, right? I mean, there is such a lack of confidence in what Nate Hackett's doing in Denver and Russell Wilson's cheesiness, which, by the way, I haven't been on the air enough to say this recently, so people think I'm taking this take from somebody else. Taking a take. Is that a, that should be a show. Take my take. Hey, take my take. Why don't you? Yeah, that's kind of cheesy like Russell Wilson, though, isn't it? Yeah. Okay, I take that back. Anyways, Russell Wilson relied a lot on God and Christ. And Just Bob says, Wilson is starting officially. There it is. Just Bob also says, Judy is going to the Giants. Wait, is that a... Wait, are you predicting this, Just Bob? Fill me in. That would be fun. Jerry Judy in a Giants uniform? They got rid of Kadarius Tony, by the way. And I'm very, very pro Tony right now. Tony in Kansas City is a dream. It's a dream. It's an absolute fantastic melding of relations. Okay? I love it. I know Kadarius Tony gets hurt a lot. He's always hurt. But when he's actually on the field, he's such a weapon. And in Kansas City with Eric Bieniemy and Andy Reid scheming, that's a dream. And I'm in on it. I want it all. So I'm hardcore Kadarius Tony. Give it to me now. Give me all the Tony, and I'll deal with the injury issues after the fact. Just Bob says he's predicting that Jerry Judy will go to the Giants. So you're saying that the Broncos would be in sell mode? That's interesting. Uh, Bob says he'll be a great fit in New York. Yeah, he would be. He would be a great fit in New York. I, I have nothing against that. Denver needs the picks also. Mm. See, this is where Denver's in a rough spot here because they went all in with the trade for Russell Wilson. Yeah, so they are absent a few picks. They need those draft picks, but they're trying to win now, supposedly, so it doesn't make sense. The whole thing in Denver doesn't make a damn bit of sense, if you think about it. It's just ridiculous. We're going to get all in your face and point out your faults. Yeah, that's what I'm doing. Definitely point out your faults, Denver. So... If I have to, I got to pick this game, right? I got to pick who's going to win. Denver is a three and a half point dog to the Jags. I actually think, even though I have no faith in Denver, I do trust their defense. I think you got to take the points here only because you're getting a hook. If you're not getting the hook, wait, three and a half. No, I'm seeing two and a half now. That that was a lie. I was just told. Ooh, see now the Jaguars minus two and a half. Ooh. I don't want to bet this game at all. But if you're forcing me to make a pick, I'll take the Jags minus two and a half. I'm not excited about it because both these teams do dumb shit. And they shoot themselves in the foot. Jaguars and Broncos constantly make mistakes. And that is not a fun recipe for a quality NFL game in London on a Sunday morning. No thanks. But I'll take the Jags minus two and a half. I'm not excited about it whatsoever. I do think the highlights will be... Mm, Evan Ingram scores a touchdown. I'm starting Evan Ingram. I like that. But I also fear that Bronco D and Travis Etienne, who I have been very, very, very on before he really started breaking out. There was a slight change about four weeks ago where he started to get a few more carries. You know, he had that terrible game against the Washington Commanders where he dropped touchdown passes, missed opportunities. But since then, he has really turned it on, especially on the ground. So I'm pro Travis Etienne. I 
The Jets were able to run a bit on the Broncos last week. I don't know if that means ETN could do that. It's going to be a taller order, but I am going to roll ETN against the Broncos. I'm starting him regardless of scheme or format that you play. So I'm in on ETN. I like Evan Ingram maybe to score a touchdown here. I hope Trevor Lawrence will do some more with his legs than usual in this one. That would be my dream, but I'm not sure we'll see that. But Christian Kirk will struggle. Judy and Sutton, pick a coin. Do whatever the hell you want with those guys. Russell Wilson starting, so maybe he gets a couple balls to those guys. Maybe they shocks the world. Maybe Russell Wilson has the best game of the season against the Jags in London. Seems unlikely. Doesn't trend to that way. But it's also important in the NFL that we got to go in different directions. We don't want to follow the herd. We want to see it and then realize where we can find areas to poke holes through to see that trend go in another direction. So, uh, you know what? Actually, I'm going to take the Broncos. I'm going to take the Broncos and the points just because the Jags screw things up so much. I love the Jags. I love watching them. I think they're exciting, but they make so many mistakes. I'm taking the Broncos with the two and a half, and I think we're going to see a better output here. I don't trust Nate Hackett at all. I think he's a total fraud. So I'm really, I'm contradicting myself here. I'm a hypocrite. I'm a total fraud. No doubt about it. We're going to get all in your face and point out your faults. Genius, genius, genius. I'm not a genius at all. We're pointing out my faults. I'm a total failure. But, yeah, I think that's how I see this. I think the Broncos maybe get a little bit more organized here. So, I'm pretty much pro the entire Broncos offense in terms of starting them in fantasy. But I don't feel good about it. But sometimes we just got to go. We got to go in a different direction. Okay, And this is a London game, so maybe there'll be an advantage. Everyone's going to think that the Jaguars have played so many London games that they're going to have an advantage, but there's a lot of NFL people come and go every year. You don't have the same roster, 53 people over and over again repeatedly every season, right? So remember that. Just think about that. That's all I have to say about that. All right, moving forth. Oh, wow, we got some more people here. Look at this. Patty's here. Start Chris Olave or Tyler Board or WR2. That's a great question, Patty. First, Patty, hit the sub button. Like this video. Join us. Let's party. Uh, what's the name here? K Cole? Q Cole. Q Cole says Olave is amazing. I completely agree. Olave is awesome. Uh, Z Money says, laughing my ass off. Everyone keeps telling me Olave, then another person Pierce. So I'm split. Ooh, okay, so let's go back to the original question from Patty. All you newcomers that just jumped in here, subscribe to this channel. Join our Discord for free. It's a plausible podcast Discord. Two L's, two Z's. I want to get you guys on board. Give me two. Utah, give me two. Plausible podcast, two L's, two Z's. It's all free. And you can talk about this shit all night long. Chris Olave or Tyler Boyd? This is a really hard call. Because with Jamar Chase being out now, he might be out for the season. I think you should prepare for the fact that Chase might be lost because a hip injury that he's out for four to six weeks and he's looking for a second opinion on, ooh, Utah. Utah. Give me two. Give me two. It's not always a good thing. So he's probably desperate to hear some better news than he got originally. But I love Tyler Boyd now. Tyler Boyd had a hell of a game last week. Eight catches, 155 yards. He was on fire. He's not Jamar Chase, but Tyler Boyd in that Bengals lineup, even though Olave's more talented, I think I'm going with Boyd just because of circumstance. Because Joe Burrow is much more trustworthy than Andy Dalton or Jameis Winston, who, you know, we can't really trust him to do anything, right? Except throw picks. You have failed. So, yeah, I'm going with Boyd. Although Just Bob says Olave, and Just Bob's a smart guy. Uh, I don't know. All right, Z Money, the 15th. 
You're, are you the reigning king of Z Moneyland, like Louis the Fifteenth of France or something? Z Money the Fifteenth says, Damian Pierce or Alave? Uh, Landry's out. Michael Thomas is out. He also has Pittman and Singletary, but I think it's between Pierce and Alave. Uh, I wouldn't. Ooh, you got Pittman. Don't dismiss Pittman. Even with Sam Ellinger taking over, I really like Sam Ellinger. By the way, I'm pro Ellinger. I think you should be picking him up and adding him, especially in superflex leagues. He, I think he's a must start because his legs will allow him to make more plays. I'm really excited to see what Ellinger can open up in the Indianapolis offense. It's important to take note of that. So I'm pro Ellinger. I want you to know that. I think Pittman should not be dismissed. But you're saying Damian Pierce, Alave, or Pittman? Hmm. I mean, I want Pierce because he's going to get a lot of carries and he is the workhorse back in Houston. But Pittman is probably, out of those three, the number one play for me. Are we talking this week or are we talking season long, rest of year too? Because that's what I need to know. Patty says Pierce for sure. Okay. And Justbob says he still go with Olave. Fair enough. Olave is amazing. We covered that. Justbob also says Pierce will be playing behind most times. Olave is a dog no matter the score. Oh, wow. How about that? Okay. That's impressive. Z-Money says, Pittman has broke my heart too much. See, Z-Money, you know this. Let me have a moment here. Me and Z-Money are talking. Okay. Z-Money, you don't think I know what it's like to have my heart broken? You don't think I've been burned before? I have to go back to the well, though. There's so many players that have hurt me, Z-Money. I know what you're feeling. I know the pain. It hurts. like that inside your heart all the time so z money you can't abandon a talent like that like deandre swift for example very very talented running back people have given up on him because he's been out and people are sick of it but you'd be abandoning an elite talent who's going to give you a return so even though Pittman has broke your heart z money you gotta first off i think you should stick with him because he's next to jonathan taylor he might be the most talented guy on that offense for real and I know Quentin Nelson's on that offensive line. So I'm saying that with full clarity. But Z-Money, there's players that I have gone back and forth with that have hurt me. And I was like, I can't go there again. That guy screwed. Like, Elijah Moore burned me a lot this year, especially in DFS play. I, I really thought that when the Jets started to get it together, that Elijah Moore was going to break out this year. But he's gone the opposite way. It's been horrible. Zach Wilson can't throw more than 120 yards in a game. So I get having your heart broken, Z-Money, but don't bail on Pittman at all. Just Bob says, me too, Z-Money. Yeah, well, a lot of people are also sad, Just Bob and Z-Money, about Mark Andrews. People rode that Mark Andrews train to glory, and then the last two weeks, another another Price is Right sounder, right? It's very sad. You have Mark Andrews, but then he hurts his shoulder last night. He had the knee injury last week. Now he's out. And that basically leaves you like this. Whatever, motherfucker! Right, that's all you can say. You have no response. Although you should be picking up Isaiah Likely big time. That's Isaiah Likely, I loved coming into this year. Huge fan of Likely. And now it's his opportunity to shine with Lamar Jackson. And you want to be a part of that. You want to be a business with Isaiah Likely. It'll be worth your fab bucks for sure. Uh, Jamie's streaming as well. I mentioned that, Jamie, at the beginning of the show. I was like, oh, we were trying to hook up. Mark's here. Mark, what up? Mark Yasko, welcome to the show. Make sure you subscribe and like this video. The Plausible Podcast Discord is totally free, folks. I want to get you guys in on that. Mark wants to know, Eno Benjamin or Devonta Smith? Smith. I think that's an easy call because 
Devonta Smith is part of an elite offensive unit. You know, Benjamin's not. I mean, the Cardinals are hit or miss. They got DeAndre Hopkins back, which is good news, Mark. But against Minnesota this Sunday, on the road, Minnesota's terrible against the pass, but they're a little better against the run, believe it or not. I'm taking the guy who I trust, Devonta Smith. A.J. Brown, Devonta Smith, Jalen Hurts. It's been proven, Mark, that both guys can get fed. Devonta Smith and A.J. Brown can both get fed simultaneously. It's awesome. So... I'm pro Smith all the way. You know, Benjamin's had some nice moments here recently, but if you're asking me rest of season or even this week, the Eagles are taking on the Steelers in a, the showdown of Pennsylvania. Does that really matter? By the way, is anybody in Pennsylvania? Do people take this really, really seriously? Is it a huge deal? I mean, these cities are four hours apart. It's not like they're right next to each other. Pittsburgh and Philly, they're at opposite ends of Pennsylvania. So is it that big a deal? Let me know. Email the show, Palazzo Podcast at ProtonMail.com, or hit up the Discord, which you can always do, and tell us why Steelers Eagles is a go to, must have, can't miss, gotta have it. <laughs> you know what I mean? So, uh, yeah, that's how I feel about that, Mark. I'm going with Devonta Smith, and I'm not looking back. Just Bob says, Devonta is who I would take. So, you, we're in agreement there. Holy shit, Abe Lincoln's here? Are you Abe Lincoln? Lincoln was here. Welcome to the show, Lincoln is here. Uh, by the way, I just dropped the Discord link in the chat. So if you're not in the Plaza Podcast Discord, you want to ask questions like this when we're not on the air, we're around 24-7. It's totally free. Free. Lincoln was here, says, a guy is offering me JJ and Ertz for Andrews and CMC. It's a one and a half tight end premium in a dynasty. Wow. This is a complicated one. I still own Kelsey and Greg Dulcich, so it'll have... I'll have good tight ends and still have good running backs with Joe Mixon, Kamara, and Zeke. Well, that's great. By the way, Zeke's not going to play this week. Looks like he's doubtful he won't play. Just a side note. Well, this is interesting. I'm curious what you guys think of this one. JJ and Ertz for Andrews and CMC. You got the tight ends. <sighs> I think, I, I mean, Andrews, I don't know if we know how long he's going to be out, but I'm not excited about Andrews right now. And the fact that you've got Kelsey and Dulcich, you're good to go. So if it's a tight end premium dynasty, I think you make this trade. I mean, CMC will be interesting with San Francisco, but he'll probably get hurt too because the San Francisco 49ers will wear him down. And we know that we can't trust Christian McCaffrey to stay healthy. So I think I'm doing it. But are you sure you want to do that? So think about it. Think it over, Lincoln. That's what matters. Lincoln also says, I feel like I'm trading away two studs and only getting one back. Well, that is true. Yeah. You know, actually, it's just because of the injury designation on Mark Andrews makes it look less studly. But you're right. You're trading away two studs. Mark Andrews and CMC are two top 20 players. Yes. You're right. But the injury designation makes it more complicated. So you have to decide if it's worth it to you now or would you rather hold on to two studs. And you never want to sell a guy at his lowest point. So now that I'm talking this out, actually, yeah, Mark Andrews, even though he's hurt, don't like selling at a player's lowest value. Might want to, might want to not do that trade. Yeah, I might want to do a counter because you might look back in six to eight weeks and say, "Man, I traded Mark Andrews." And if you have him come playoff time, you might thank your lucky stars that you didn't give up Andrews. Just saying. Uh, Z Money says, "Craziest thing happened. I offered Pittman, Singletary, and Darren Waller for Andrews, 
then did the same trade with Jamar Chase two nights ago. I instantly declined. I am so happy. Hell yes, dude. You have succeeded. That is a flawless victory. Flawless victory. Way to go, Z-Money. I am happy for you. That could have been hell on earth. <laughs> Way to go, Z-Money. All right, drop the Discord link in the live chat. So if you guys want to join that for free and talk football, baseball, whatever, we do it all at Plaza Podcast. Uh, Lincoln says Mark Andrews gets consistent 40-point games. Yeah, he does. He's a stud. It's just that he got hurt. That's it. That's the only negative with Mark Andrews. He is absolutely the go-to target for Lamar Jackson in Baltimore. End of story. And no matter how inconsistent Lamar is, when Mark Andrews is right, he is the man there. He is. Even more than the running game. So, yeah. Don't let the injury designation to Mark Andrews put you in a situation where you make a rash move. I think that's fair to say, Lincoln. Right? And anybody else agree or disagree, hit me up here in the live chat. Z Money says, not sure if Pennsylvania is real. I never met anyone from there. <laughs> That's a good one. I like that. <laughs> oh, Jackson's here. What's up, Jackson? We got another newcomer, by the way. We, so here we go. I'm going to keep saying it. I'm going to shove it down your throats because I'm a bad man. I'm like Jim Craver and Mad Buddy. Blah, blah, blah. Discord link is in the live chat. It's all free. We talk football, baseball 24-7, Dynasty, any format, redraft. We do it. We do it all. That's for the locals here in Metro Detroit. And, of course, subscribe and like the video. Subscribe. Join us. Hook up. Jackson says, my team is Lamar, JT, Pierce, Cup, Hill, Higby, Godwin, with Mostert and Pollard on the bench. 10-man PPR. Would you trade Tyreek and Higby for Kelsey and DK? Hmm. Boy, that is a mouthful, Jackson. First off, thanks for the question. Love having you here. Love get the newcomers here. Uh, shout out to you, of course. Got to give a shout out to the newcomers. So you're trading. Hmm. Ty, you're trade Tyreek and Higby for Kelsey and DK. I don't want to give up Tyreek at all because no matter who the quarterback is in Miami, Tyreek's getting open and he's putting up points. So even if Tua gets hurt again. I trust Bridgewater. So I don't think I want to trade Tyreek. Even if you're getting Kelsey and DK, it's obviously Kelsey is higher than Higby. That's an easy call. And then Tyreek is higher than DK. <sighs> yeah, I can't do it. I don't want to give up Tyreek. I know DK's hurt right now. But yeah, that's my bottom line. I won't trade Tyreek Hill. So that to me is the end point there. If you want to modify that trade and make it another way, so that you could get Kelsey, if that's what you want. I mean, I like Higby a lot. I think Higby is consistently underrated, and Matthew Stafford has an elbow problem, okay? Don't don't get that twisted. Matthew Stafford has an elbow problem, and it goes back to the preseason. There was rumors that even the Rams were trying to get Jimmy G from the division rival Niners. That's real. Stafford is not 100%. I don't believe that he is. And this is coming from a guy who lives in Metro Detroit. I watched Stafford forever. I know that he's tough, and he's going to play through everything. But my point being is that he's just not going as deep down the field this year, which means Higby will benefit. So if it's more intermediate and shorter plays, and with the overall adjustment in the NFL this year where every team seems to be playing the cover two and forcing the shorter stuff around the league. That's why scoring's down and passing yards are down across the board. So that means that Higby has value. So I, I would like to keep Higby. I think he's only going to continue to give you more opportunities, especially in a PPR league. 
Because Higby's not going to rack up huge yardage numbers, but he is going to get you six to eight catches, you know, four on a bad day. I really like Higby a lot, so that's where I stand there. So make your own choices knowing what I said. Uh, Big Bunny Joe. What's up, Big Bunny Joe? Shout out to you. Eight-man PPR, wide receiver issues. I have Metcalf, Lockett, Sutton, Hollywoods on the IR. Just picked up Boyd and Kadarius. Those are two great pickups. And uh, has DJ Moore, Gallup, Renfro, Samuels, Wandale, Reynolds, Goodwin, etc. on the waiver wire. So this eight-man PPR, you got Metcalf and Lockett and Sutton in Hollywood, so you're down... You're down a couple injuries, and Sutton just, you can't know that Cortland Sutton will ever get the damn ball in his hands, which is really, really annoying. So, uh, woo. Pick two of DJ Moore, Gallup, Renfro, Samuels, Wandale, Reynolds, Goodwin. Uh, Wandale will be too inconsistent in my mind. I definitely want to pick up DJ Moore. I like P.J. Walker. I think P.J. Walker is an underrated player in terms of he could be a starter, not an elite starter, but P.J. Walker of the Panthers can be serviceable, and he can get the ball to D.J. Moore. So you should absolutely pick up D.J. Moore, and then it would be between Renfro and Gallup for me. I like I think I think like Renfro a lot, but the Raiders are running the ball a lot more. They're not putting up huge passing stats. So... I think Gallup is in a team that is not very good offensively. Dallas, I wouldn't fall in love with the Dallas we used to know. It's important if you will, hey, Michael Gallup, he's a wide receiver who could put up stats. Dak Prescott's healthy. I wouldn't be so sure of that. I think they've got problems. I think they're a great defensive team in Dallas. But offensively, they're a running team way more than a passing team now. And I think they know that finally. They finally figured that out. So yeah, DJ Moore for sure. And then I'll go Renfro or Samuels would be my other options. Yeah. Marquise Goodwin had a good week last week, two touchdowns when DK Metcalf went out for the Seahawks, but uh, I don't know how consistent he'll be. Our Lincoln says uh, he just turned 27, like two years and eight months older than JJ, and tight ends could play longer than wide receivers. By the way, how long do you think Andrews will be out? Do you even think he will miss a week? Yeah, that's a fair point. I don't think it's going to be as serious as maybe we first feared, right? Because, you know, he had the knee injury and then he hurts the shoulder last night. And I think it's not going to be that big a deal. So that's another point in your, a feather in your cap, if you will, my friend, to not fear it. So he only played 10 snaps last night, which sucks, but I haven't seen anything where it's going to be too long. So if someone has more updated information than me, I mean, I looked around and I didn't see him being out real long time, like not like six weeks, which I really hope is not the case. I haven't heard that at all. Just let me know if you guys get some information on it. I think he'll probably miss a week and be back after that. That's my two cents. Uh, Just Bob says, Tyreek is quarterback proof. Hell yeah. Tyreek is a yak machine. You damn right he is. Hell yeah. I'm with that all the way. Lincoln says, I trade four days ago, Paris Campbell for Greg Dulcich. Was that a win in my one and a half tight end premium dynasty? When I say one and a half tight end premium, I mean an extra one and a half PPR. So in total, tight ends get two and a half points for PPR. Wow. Well, that's a unique thing. Damn. Wow, that's cool, Lincoln. Okay. Uh, Greg Dulcich and Paris Campbell, who wins that deal? Well, I think it's Dulcich, especially in a tight end league where you get two and a half points for PPR all day. That's an easy call to me. Paris Campbell has ascended recently, but we'll see if he can continue that 
he's never been consistent. Never been consistent. And the fact that you play in a league where tight ends get such an advantage, I think that's an easy win. I really do. If Dulcich is the guy, I love Albert Akwebunam, but apparently he's not good in real life. I thought he was really good, and Nate Hackett thinks he sucks. So I guess Albert O is a no-go. Hmm, sad. Tua is a dog. Ooh, in a good way or a bad way? Like a dog, like a heart. Like, that's my dog. Or like, he's a dog. Because you can use dog both ways, right? I'm just curious what you're thinking there, Just Bob. Jamie says, yeah, glad he's back. I think we all are. Oh, by the way, look at this, guys. Hot girls here. 69 Triple X Fun is here. Oh, cool. Great. Hot girls here. Boy, you got to love these spam. <laughs> it's so dumb. These fucking spam StreamYard comments that show up. I don't know how they come here, how they show up, but they get in here, and they're pushing some type of agenda, which I have no idea about. Big Buddy Joe says Andrews is super tough. Hell yeah, he is. He is. He's a warrior. He played with a bad knee, and he probably shouldn't have. He probably should have sat out. He didn't practice leading up to the short week game yesterday against the Bucks, but he played. He was 50-50 to start. Maybe he should have sat out anyways. I don't know. You know the classic story when it comes to injuries, guys. If a guy has one injury and he plays with it, he's going to hurt something else because he's overcompensating for that injury. Now, the only thing I'll say with a shoulder and a knee, they're not in the same part of the body. It's the upper body and the lower body. So there's a little bit of a difference there, but that always is a concern for me. When a guy tries to play through an injury, like Dalvin Cook, it just he, we're not getting enough out of Dalvin Cook this year. We're not. And there's been opportunities for him to be even better than he's been, but he hasn't. Is he wearing down too early in his career because of the shoulder issues and the wear and tear he's had up there? It's been a constant problem. And Devin Cook's too talented to not produce top five running back numbers. Really, top five running back. He should be, but he's not. Just saying. Just Bob says Baltimore has a long wait before the next game. Yeah, they're playing Monday night, right? Next Monday night against the Saints. So they got time to figure that one out. But since we haven't heard anything, I don't think Andrews is going to miss a long stretch of time. But if you guys hear something, please let me know. Just Bob says Andrews will be fine. There it is. If Just Bob says it, so let it be written, so let it be done. Hey, Chad's here. What's up, Chad? Dalvin Cook hasn't been good since he isn't playing through a major injury. So he hasn't been good, but he doesn't have a major injury? Is that what you're telling me? I'm confused there, Chad. Hey, what's up, Whale? Whaledar. Sutton or Boyd? Full PPR. Easily Boyd. Easily. Easily. Boyd is the man. Boyd, not just because he had a great week last week. I never want to get on the bandwagon just because a guy showed out for one week. But now Boyd is in an ideal situation. But the question is, you know, is he a better go-to receiver in the slot than the outside? I assume he won't move to the outside, that he will still stick in the slot a lot. But we'll see what Zach Taylor does. Zach Taylor has an incredible quarterback at his disposal, but he's not that smart. Zach Taylor is not a good enough coach for what Joe Burrow's talent is on the field. I mean that for real. So, but he is better than Nate Hackett. So that's it. If I'm thinking about Gene, these two coaches, Zach Taylor or Nate Hackett, and you're asking me, hey, Cortland Sutton or Tyler Boyd? Boyd, all day. You want to be a part of the Cincinnati offense. You don't want to be a part or in business with the Denver offense, do you? You've seen it in action. You know what they can't do. You know what I mean? So that's my two cents there, Will. 
Chad says, yeah, because every year he has a play where he looks like he broke and tore half the things in his body, and then he goes off for 200 yards and three touchdowns the next game. That's Dalvin Cook, yeah. Well, I mean, that's a very specific point you're making. Last year, Dalvin had that game where people didn't even know if he'd play. It was that Thursday night game against the Steelers at home, the Vikings, and Cook ended up playing and had 205 yards and a bunch of touchdowns. So I remember that. Everyone remembers that moment. But maybe that was the apex of Dalvin Cook's career. Maybe we're never going to get the consistent Dalvin Cook that we once saw. And that kind of bums me out. And I hate to say these words, but maybe you consider trading Dalvin Cook. But the problem is, ooh, I got an itchy eye, is that you never want to trade a guy at his lowest point, like I said earlier. So right now, Dalvin's value is not at its lowest. It's not at its lowest point, but it's a little bit lower. You know what I mean? Lincoln wants to know, should I trade my 2023 first rounder Am I the I'm the only contender that hasn't traded their 2023 first round pick? I feel I can't be half committed to the championship. Well, is your trade deadline like now? Is it imminent? Is it based on the real NFL deadline? I need to know the trade deadline, Lincoln, before I can give you the answer. But I without knowing that, in a vacuum, I would say, no, you don't have to do that. No. If you're in a good position and you're already contending, don't force a trade unless you really see a hole in your roster that you need to fill, right? And, you know, some of the players you shared in the earlier in the show here, because Lincoln's asked a few questions, he's got the premium tight end dynasty, which is really, really fascinating, by the way. I've never played in a dynasty where you get a premium point offering for tight ends. I dig that. I think that's cool. I like quirks. I like doing different leagues, different formats, trying different scoring. I'm so glad that Superflex has become more popular, you know? I like that. I like different. I like trying new things. Open your eyes. Expand your horizons, guys. You know what I mean? Uh, Chad says, on the Bengals, Hurst has been a pretty solid tight end, too. Do we think there is juice to getting him to tight end one value while Chase is out? Absolutely. Absolutely. I love Hayden Hurst. I loved him coming into the season. He was an underrated signing by the Bengals. Because Hurst had scored touchdowns and had been efficient with the playing time he got in Atlanta. He just didn't have an offense that was thriving. Then he comes to Cincinnati, kind of under the radar. And then he's doing what he's doing now. And I think there's more. There's more opportunity there. Losing Jamar Chase is good news for Tyler Boyd. It's good news for Hayden Hurst. I like it. I'm with it. And I would love to get me some more Hayden Hurst. The problem is... Now that people know Jamar Chase is out, the price on Hurst is going up. I'm sure of it. So it might cost you more. And there's got to be a fine line for how much I'm actually willing to pay for Hayden Hurst because to get to tight end one value, he's going to have to catch more balls, right? And that's that's where it gets a little bit challenging because you could say on paper, Hayden Hurst, yeah, he looks like a tight end one, right? He could be a tight end one because he's in offense with Joe Burrow and company. Yeah. Doesn't mean that's what's going to happen for sure. So, uh, you know, let's look at Hayden Hurst's upcoming schedule here, who the Bengals got real quick. Uh, by the way, Hayden is technically questionable this week with a groin ankle issue, but he's been battling that stuff all season, and he's showed up to play. By the way, he has not cracked more than 53 receiving yards this season. That would tell you that he's not a tight end one. But Chad already said he's a tight end two. He's asking... Can he become a TE1? And I still say yes, but 
You know, they got Cleveland on the road this week. Then they have Carolina at home. And that's Carolina's defense is underrated. You know, I made money on them last week, flat out beating the Bucs. I didn't know if they'd win the game, but I certainly took the 13 points at home that the Bucs were giving them. That was a stupid line. That was an absurd line. People are just, that's a classic situation where people are just living in the past. Oh, Bucks. Minus 13. The Bucks won a Super Bowl two years ago. Oh, Tom Brady, I've seen him. He's good. It's like you're not thinking. You're not looking at the trends of where a team is going and what's going on around it. I talked about this earlier with Brady and the focus. So uh, Panthers' defense is actually solid, and I don't know what happened with Matt Rule. I really like Matt Rule. In college, he showed incredible turnarounds and success at Temple and Baylor, but then he blew it in the NFL. At least he's got $42 million coming to him still. So, hey, good for you, Matt Rule. Anyways, uh, so after that, the Cincinnati Bengals have a bye in week 10. And then they've got at Pittsburgh, at Tennessee, Casey at home, Cleveland at home. And then in the playoff weeks, at Tampa Bay, at New England, home against Buffalo. Ew! Those are not ideal matchups in the playoffs. Just something to think about. Can Hayden Hurst become a tight end one? Yes. Will he? I want to say yes, but maybe that's the fandom in me. That's Maybe that's like that's too much of the excitement that I think Hayden Hurst brings to the table versus the reality of who Hurst really is. So I think it could happen. Did you know that we sold out and we now have advertisements? Yeah, we've gone mainstream. We're getting $6. That's right. We've made 6 bucks so far. Can you believe it? What a dream come true, $6. Anyways, I wanted to give you some preparation some time to be cognizant that a commercial is coming your way i'm not just gonna throw a commercial mid sentence on you i wouldn't do that i respect you and i know that's annoying so here's a countdown for the upcoming advertisement from starbucks or spectrum comcast apple who the hell knows three a two one save big on brunch for mom all in the kroger app Get 16-ounce packs of flavorful Angus 90% Lean Ground Sirloin for $4.99 each with a digital coupon. Then buy two, get two free on 12 packs of delicious Coca-Cola, Pepsi, or 7-Up, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. Chad says, Lincoln, if you are set at quarterback, yes, Trade the 2023 first-round pick. The back half of round one is going to be all of the quarterbacks. Okay, interesting. It's a dynasty league, too, so we don't know how, you know, is it a Devi? By the way, I mean, I don't know how hardcore it is or not. Very interesting. Lincoln says, I feel like I need to work on my wide receiver room. It's a bit weak in my eyes. With DK, Keenan Allen, Adam Thalen, Alec Pierce, Rashad Bateman, Rondale Moore. I love, I love those names you're telling me. All Thielen does is catch touchdowns. That's fine by me. Alec Pierce, I know Matt Ryan's bench, but I love Sam Ellinger, and I think Pierce will be just fine as a safety valve for Ellinger. And a guy who will get open and find pockets in zones when Ellinger scrambles. Pierce will have a role. And I love Rashad Bateman. He's just, you know, he's been hurt. He's been struggling. He's been up and down. Yeah. I love Rashad Bateman. I thought he would have a really nice season this year. Hasn't really gone that way. And then Rondell Moore, I love just as much. So you're speaking to a guy who loves Bateman and Rondell Moore. I'm a fan of man, and I'm a fan of those two men in particular. So 
I don't think you're as weak as you think you are. But with Bateman, I know he's... I don't know if you can trust him right now. I think Rondell Moore is only going to get better. Now that DeAndre Hopkins is back in the mix, it's going to open up more opportunities for Rondell Moore. I like it a lot. I like it a lot. Lincoln says, at the same time, I feel like I need to draft a quarterback. My quarterbacks are cooked. Tom, Carr, and Matt. Ooh, yeah. Well, Derek Carr is your best bet there. Good luck with that. <laughs> Lincoln also says, I need a quarterback. I guess I will keep it. Yeah. That's the lesson you're learning here, Lincoln. Glad to have you aboard, Lincoln. Very active. We'd love to have you in the live chat. Join the Discord. It's free. Plausible Podcast. You talk. Two L's. Give me two. Two Z's. What can Greg Dulcich become? Uh, he could be a tight end, too. But you also have to rely on Russell Wilson and the Broncos. And the fact that Russell doesn't do what he used to do might be good news for Dulcich's value. The tight end, too. I don't think he's going to be a tight end one. I know there's a lot of Dulcich hype recently, but... I'm slowing my roll. I'm not super excited about Dulcich. I think, yeah, he's a guy that could be a middling tight end who you start in a, you know, even a 12-team league. He could be a startable tight end in a 12-team league, possibly. But I'm not that excited about Dulcich. Uh, Looking ahead at the Broncos' schedule, you know, Dulcich, six catches, 51 yards last week. He was targeted nine times by Brett Rippon. That's nice. But Russell Wilson starting Sunday, as Just Bob filled me in earlier. So after the Jacksonville game in London, the Broncos have a bye. In the Week 10, they're at Tennessee. Tough matchup. At home against Vegas. Should be a shootout, but this Bronco team is run by a a dunce. I was going to say a doofus and a dunce. A a doofus dunce? Dunfus? How about a dunfus? Yeah, he's a dunfus. Nate Hackett is a dunfus. And then uh, at Carolina, tough matchup. At Baltimore, eh. At home against KC. In the playoffs, they've got Arizona at the Rams and at KC again. So they got KC on the menu twice still. Uh, Yeah, that's all I have to say about Dulcich for now. I'll leave it there. All right, moving forward. Chad says Dulcich's 2023 is interesting if they move on from Russ. There's no way to hell they can move on from Russ. They locked in the contract. They can't get rid of Russell Wilson. They're screwed. They're absolutely screwed. (laughs) Lincoln wants to know if he could be a top tight end in the future. Yeah, maybe. But a top tight end, like top 10? Eh, I don't know about that. Maybe, maybe. But I think there's better options out there. Uh, Chad says, it depends on your definition of top. I don't think he's ever joining the ranks of Andrews or Kelsey. Yeah, that's 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 the filet. That's great. Hey, whatever your favorite, a ribeye, medium rare, done sous vide style. Mm, mwah. Yeah, that's... That's the top of the tier. All right, oh my God, the show is running long because people are jumping in with questions, which is great. That's why I do this show. We get to interact and talk about stuff here. I love that aspect of this show. When we have a live chat that's engaged like you are today, makes my day. Make, make, make my day. Pump, pump it up. Make, make, make my day. Hey, hey. Yeah, a little Technotronic. Pump, pump it up. Wow, dude. Yeah, wow. All right, now I got to blow through the rest of this and get the hell out of here. So, oh, wait, real quick. This is a great comp, and I could totally agree with it. Chad says that Higby is a pretty good comp for Dulcich. That's a great call. And I like Higby, so, yeah. Mm, now you have me thinking, Chad. I love when you guys make me think. Like Einhorn and Finkel. Finkel and Einhorn. You know what I mean? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> All right, that was a great comp. Well done. Even Lincoln says that's a good comp. All right, let me blow through the rest of this. I got to go, guys. I'm, oh, man, 
We've had a great show. This has been a lot of fun. Plaza Podcast, two L's, two Z. Utah, give me two. Uh, next up, we got the team known as the Carolina Panthers. They're getting four and a half points as they take out the Falcons in Atlanta. I like P.J. Walker. I'm starting G.J. Moore. I told you guys to pick up D.J. Moore earlier on that question related to the waiver wire. And I like Foreman and Hubbard in the backfield. I don't like the Falcons' backs against this Carolina D, though. I think it would be tough going. Carolina's defense is better than you think. So I'm taking the points. I'm taking Carolina in the four and a half. And I'm going to see. I don't expect it to happen. I'm going to see if Marcus Mariota will throw the ball more. If Arthur Smith will allow that to happen. But I think you don't start Pitts or London this week. I think Carolina's defense is legit. And I think you're looking at a team that will cause them problems. Atlanta will have problems with Carolina's front and the secondary. So, I think, knowing what we know about Atlanta, they're going to try to run the ball with Huntley and Algier. And Mariota's going to scramble around. And Olamide Zacchaeus. I love Olamide Zacchaeus. I would start Olamide Zacchaeus because he is a guy who'll catch one ball, but he might catch a touchdown. And with Mariota being so inconsistent and and the dedicated to the run game, Atlanta is so much so. I don't I don't know how you can feel confident right now starting Pitts or London. I just don't know how you can do it. And as time marches on, Kyle Pitts looks like more of a wasted draft pick last year than ever. I mean, they took him top ten, and they don't do shit with him. It doesn't make sense. It doesn't add up. There's a disconnect there. You know what I mean? Like front office. GM, head coach, ownership, something is disconnected there because it doesn't make sense the way they use them and how much draft capital they put on Kyle Pitts and Drake London. And Drake London looked good earlier in the year. And Mariota has shown the ability to get him the ball on occasion. But I don't know how you can roll into this matchup feeling confident about it. If you need a win too, if you're on a losing streak with your fantasy team, you're struggling, you need a victory. I don't know how you can feel confident with Pitts or London. And I'm not trying to be contrarian here. Let's just live in reality, okay? You know what I mean? I mean, geez. It's just, uh, it's a real mess. And, you know, Carolina's been solid against tight ends. They're, they're in the top 10 in terms of limiting tight end points. Carolina's only given up 32 points to tight ends so far this season. 29 catches for 292 yards and two tight end touchdowns. That's not very optimistic for Kyle Pitts. Not at all. All right. And then the next game is... Da Bears. I need that drop. How do I not have the Bears drop? That's stupid. Chicago Bears at the Cowboys. And right now, holy shit, you can get 10 points? You get 10 points with the Bears? Hell yeah. That's awesome. Oh, yeah, Anthony's late. Hey, hi, Anthony. Hey, buddy. Woo-hoo. Anthony's always late. Those of you who knew the show, a little thing we got going on. It's called a uh, routine or a bit. Shout out to Anthony. Uh, Chad says uh, Hubbard is out. Okay, well, Chuba's not playing this week, but whatever. They got Dante Foreman. Party on. So it's the Foreman show only. And that's fine by me. Anthony says, two out of four teams and two teams definitely in the playoff hunt. I lost Jamar Chase. Yeah, hey, dude. I feel for you, my friend. I feel for you. Keg Carr. What's up, Keg Carr? Wants to know, would you trade Michael Pittman and Kenneth Walker for Cooper Cup? Ooh, this is redraft? This is a great one, by the way. I think this is a very balanced trade. I would do it. First off, it has to be PPR, and I assume it's redraft. But, yeah, you get Cooper Cup, do it. I I think Kenneth Walker is going to be the rookie of the year. He's a stud. 
He's going to keep doing what he's been doing. He's going to tear up the Giants this week. Lock that in. I think his rushing prop on prize picks was 83 last I saw it. I took the over. He'll run for 100 yards against the Giants. I got no doubt in my mind. But if you get Cooper Cup, it's a guy in PPR who is just unstoppable. So as long as it's PPR, keg car, I'm doing it. Let's do it. Let's ride with it. Chad says, I have nothing to back this up, but gut and instinct, I predicted what happened last week with the Panthers. And I think with everyone going, they destroyed the Bucks, so they should easily roll Atlanta. Yeah, everyone thinks Carolina's a uh, pushover. Yesterday's garbage. I'm with you, Chad. They're in the hunt, too, because the NFC South is so bad. The Panthers are only a game out of first. They're two and five. <laughs> Isn't that crazy? Good Lord, that's bonkers. Damn! Lincoln says, someone in my dynasty league traded a mid-2023 first rounder for Drake London. Did he overpay for him? I feel it's a gamble for the guy. I think that's an overpaying, yeah. Only because of the situation Atlanta has put Drake London in. You think about the context of the team and the situation in Atlanta in the ATL, in the Dirty South. London doesn't, it doesn't match the scheme they're running right now. What Arthur Smith is running with Marcus Mariota, it don't work. Makes me also wonder, is Mariota going to have the plug pulled on him soon? Is there going to be a clamoring? If Atlanta loses again to the Panthers and people start getting more pissed off, are they going to bring in the rookie, Desmond Ritter from Cincinnati? Remember, Desmond Ritter was a second-round pick for the Falcons, one of the higher quarterbacks taken in last year's draft outside of Kenny Pickett. And maybe he could get the ball deeper down the field more consistently to Pitts and Drake London. Something to think about. If there's a move in progress that opens up the offense, then this trade will be better. But as is, Drake London is a bummer right now. Chad says, but I think the exact opposite happens. Oh. Okay. Chad says, I think Atlanta rolls and Mariota goes off. (laughs) What? I thought you were saying Carolina was going to roll. Okay. Well, shit. I'll take your word for it. Jamie says, Dalton is a starting quarterback going forward uh, for the Saints. Yeah, absolutely he is. Uh, Bap Jap, Bap Jap, Bap Jap. Uh, is Brady an option now that he's divorced? <laughs> Yo, it's worse than that. Brady, I guess you could say you could buy low on Tom Brady right now. I mean, he's throwing for 300 yards, but he's not doing nothing. The touchdowns aren't there. They're not there. And it's a mess. It's a total mess. It just, as you said, I can't believe I drafted him as my QB one. Thank God I redeemed myself with hurts. Yeah, dude. Hey. Hell yes. Flawless victory. That is a flawless victory. I was going to say you failed. You have failed. But since you got Hurts, you're sitting pretty. Good for you, Bap. I think, (laughs) I love how you put that. But yeah, how does the divorce impact Brady's fantasy status going forward? It certainly has already played a role. It's not like it's going to affect him more now. I mean, the divorce is final, but he already went through the hell of the process of getting divorced. So he was already in the shit, knee deep in it, right? Anthony says, Brady played long enough to be a scrub. <laughs> That's funny. This one's for Tom Brady. There you go. The Price is Right sounder for Tommy. Things didn't quite work out for him this season. Uh, but, you know, does anybody want to buy in on Tom Brady right now because he's starting to look so bogus? I don't think I want to, but I do like buying low. That's my th- I love buying low on a player anytime. Uh, by the way, I just dropped the Discord link for the Palazzo Podcast. Two L's, two Z's. You talk. In the live chat. Give me two. If you don't have our Discord link, 
Use it now and join us. It's totally free. We talk football, baseball, 24-7, betting, gambling, everything. We talk about Russell Crowe. Uh, we talk about food turning into poop. We do it all in a Plausible Podcast Discord. It's a lot of fun. If we're not on the air, then you can be in the Discord. It's good times. Noodle salad. All right, I got to finish this up and get the hell out of here. You guys have been amazing in the live chat. Incredibly, incredibly active. This is the most active live chat we had in a while. So the Bears are getting 10 points in Dallas. I'm taking those 10 points all day. And it's not because the Bears just rolled the Pats 33-14. It's because the Bears are never out of a game. They're 3-4. and four. They've beaten the Niners. They barely lost to the Giants and the Vikings on the road. They beat the Pats' ass. And they lost that dumb game to Washington, but Fields got hurt in that game. They should have won that game. I like the Bears in this matchup big time. I do like, now it looks like Zeke Elliott's going to be out. So Tony Pollard season, big spot for Tony Pollard here. Tony Pollard should run for 100 yards. If Mike McCarthy calls the right game and Dallas does what they're supposed to do, it should be a 100-yard game for Pollard with at least a touchdown. But I'm taking the Bears' points. I'm not saying they're going to win. Dak Prescott, if you think Dak Prescott's going to do something for you in an elite way, like he's going to throw for 400 yards, that's not what this team is anymore. I took the under. To give you a sense of how I feel about this, I took the under on C.D. Lamb's receiving prop for this weekend on Prize Picks, which is a great app. You should use Prize Picks. I took the under. It was at 70 and a half. I'm taking less than 70 yards receiving for C.D. Lamb because I think he's talented, but... Dak is going to have a hard time getting him the ball. I like Dalton Schultz a lot. Definitely starting Schultz. And I love Noah Brown. People like Gallup. People like CeeDee Lamb. But Noah Brown is the underrated, cheap target in Dallas. He can rack it up. Last week, he had five catches for 50 yards. It was one of the better plays in terms of the receiving core for Dallas last week in their win over my Bozo Lions. So... Just remember that. Noah Brown, underrated player. I like picking him up in deeper leagues and starting him as a deeper flex play in like 16-team leagues, 14-team, 15, yeah, deeper leagues. But Noah Brown is a special target of Dak Prescott. So if Dak does get some of the ball, I think he feeds Brown and Schultz more than he does CeeDee Lamb. That's just my two cents. Uh, Let's see. Never seen anyone regress so hard in Rodgers and Brady. That's what Bap says. The mantle has definitely been passed to other quarterbacks. I don't ever want to say that yet. I'll bet against them, but I'm not ready to quite say that yet. It's week eight. We're going into week eight here. I'm, I'm, you know what I mean? I'm, I'm going to be a little bit patient here. That's putting it mildly. Yeah, well, maybe it is putting it mildly. I'm going to be patient. So, Donovan says, get up in the Discord. Donovan knows. Donovan's a man. Love you, Donovan. Donovan's been around. He's one of the most diehard Palazzo people I know. Shout out to you, Donovan. That's for you, brother. Lincoln says, uh, I own him. And honestly, don't think he looks bad. It's just the touchdowns aren't coming. He's still throwing the ball really well. Are you talking about Brady or Rodgers or Dak? Uh, Clarify that, Lincoln. Anthony says, I locked Tony Pollard in 150 DraftKings Millie Maker lineups now. MJ going to make me rich. (laughs) Yeah, there you go. Genius, genius, genius. Well, it's either a genius move or it's Buzzkill City, and you're going to be in for a rude awakening. But uh, I think Tony Pollard should have a good week. As a Zeke owner, I hope Pollard won't do very good. Well, I mean, if Zeke's not going to play this week, let Pollard run free. But if Zeke's healthy, he still gets the most carries. That's not going to change, Lincoln, and you know that. And Lincoln was also talking about Brady when he said, 
He honestly doesn't look bad. It's just the touchdowns aren't coming. That's my point. Like, and I'm with you. Brady, just if he had more touchdowns in some of these games, his stats would look a lot better. I completely agree with you. So that's why I'm not ready to totally give up on him and the Bucs just yet. But they clearly have major problems now, and you already know that. Chad says, Rodgers' downfall came the minute people realized he was a moron and turned on him. <laughs> oh, you're funny, Chad. Mr. Curly Wolf is here. What's up, Mr. Curly Wolf? Make sure you guys, newcomers, we had a lot of newcomers today. Hit that subscribe button. Hit the like button. Pretty please. 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 Okay, now I'll answer your question. Mr. Curly Wolf wants to know, need help. You trade Kamara for JT. PPR redraft. Ooh. Well, JT and PPRs, I mean, he's, we did have a conversation about Jonathan Taylor. He has not been the guy at all this year. It's been a big, big loss. I mean, people rip on CMC, but Jonathan Taylor has been a massive bust this year, in my opinion. I don't think that's really an unusual opinion, right? But with Sam Ellinger taking over the job now for the Colts as the QB, and maybe there's a rededication to Jonathan Taylor at running the ball a lot. I think the best is yet to come for Jonathan Taylor this year. I do. The best part of his season has not occurred. So you want to be in business with him. So trading Kamara to get JT, I think I would do it. I think I would. Now, I know it's PPR, and Alvin Kamara can catch a lot more balls out of the backfield. So if you feel like the risk is too great there, I get it. I'm fine with that. But, you know, you look at the schedule upcoming for Jonathan Taylor. Let me, let me pull that up right quick so we have a look at it. Colts, after the Colts take on Washington this week at home, Commanders, uh, they go to New England. New England can be tough against the run. Not an ideal matchup. Then at Las Vegas, that's a runner's paradise. Jonathan Taylor should have a field day there. Home against Philly. Philly can be run on. I saw DeAndre Swift of my Bozo Lions run all over Philly. They're better against the pass, but you can run on Philly. And then they got Pittsburgh at home. Pittsburgh's, ugh, I'm not a fear of them at all. Then they're at Dallas before the Colts go on a bye in week 14. And then Playoff-wise, week 15, 16, and 17 at Minnesota, home against the Chargers. That's a dream matchup. So if you have playoff aspirations and you could make it to week 16, Jonathan Taylor at home against the Chargers, I know you're in a PPR league. I think that seals the deal, frankly, because the Chargers are a running back's fantasy wet dream galore. That's how I see it, Mr. Curly Wolf. I'm locking that in. Mr. Curly Wolf also says, I just traded Devontae Adams and... DJ Moore for JJ. So I'm making moves. Ooh, so you give up Adams and DJ Moore for Justin Jefferson. Okay. I love Justin Jefferson, so I'm not going to argue that. I I think Devontae Adams is going to be close to JJ's value this year, though. That's the only thing. So if you think that Justin Jefferson is going to have his best stretch of the season upcoming and get more points than Devontae Adams, I'm actually going to watch that because I'll be curious to see how Devontae and Justin do from this moment forward. Uh, Bap says, what's the play for me here? I'm in a 10-team family league. Oh, isn't that nice? A nice family league. It's all wholesome fantasy football. I'm often jealous where other people in other leagues can make deals and I'm stuck with nothing because nobody wants to trade. Oh, <laughs> buzzkill. That's a total buzzkill. Sorry, Bap. That's not cool. Lincoln says, in fantasy, the only way to get out of a hole is to keep on digging <laughs> 
Yes, yes, that is hilarious. You have failed. <laughs> yeah, you want to keep digging and digging and digging. This is what it sounds like. <laughs> That's you. That's the audio version of trying to dig out of a fantasy hole. Hey, Boxy Kev's in the house. Who should I start to flex? Christian Kirk, Gabe Davis, or Tyler Boyd? You want to start two of these? I'm like, I hope I'm understanding that correctly, Boxy. Uh, he also says, I've got Stefan Diggs and Amari at wide receiver. Uh, if I have to pick two between Kirk, Davis, and Boyd, I'm taking Davis and Boyd easy. I'm leaving out Kirk. Kirk's got a tougher matchup with the Broncos. I actually talked about this earlier in the show. I think Christian Kirk is going to struggle a bit against that Broncos D. Their secondary is outstanding. And they know that Trevor Lawrence wants to get the ball to Christian Kirk a lot. That's his thing. They're going to try to shut that down. So I love Gabe Davis against the Packers and Tyler Boyd against the Browns. So I like those two easy. And the fact that you have Stefan Diggs and Amari, that's nice. But unfortunately, Amari has Jacoby Brissett thrown on the ball, which I hear is not great. I heard there's been some issues there. Uh, you know, he's not so good. Jacoby Brissett could be better. I think you know that. Anyways, Lincoln says, what five running backs have the best playoff schedule? That's a great question. I know I just laid that out for uh, JT, but I would love someone to do the research on the side of that. Let me know. Because i got to finish the show and i got to go. I want to stay here forever and talk for hours. You guys have been killing it today. I am so grateful for the amount of enthusiasm and engagement we've got on today's show. It's a real boost for me. It makes me feel better. Because when we can all talk about this stuff together, and I'm not just talking to myself. I mean, we started the show with just me and Just Bob. So all you others that have shown up, Subscribe. Hit the like button. Join our Palazzo Podcast Discord. I dropped the link in the live chat a few times. Scroll back and find it. We talk this stuff 24-7 when we're not on the air. It's a very lively, engaged, and useful Discord. That's the best part about the Palazzo Podcast Discord is that we got people beyond me who know their shit, and they're going to help you. That's why I love it. Okay, I got to plow through this and leave. I've said this like 40 times already. So, yeah, I said that about the Cowboys-Bears. Uh, Dolphins-Lions. The Dolphins should absolutely roll up my Bozo Lions. They're three-and-a-half-point favorites. I might actually take the Lions and the hook just because the Dolphins might end up winning this game by a field goal. But that's unlikely. And I think everyone's on the Dolphins, too. You got to play Waddle and Tyreek Hill and Mike Gusecki. Play all your Dolphins. Raheem Mostert is going to have his best day of the season against my Bozo Lions. Lock that in. I love Raheem Mostert this week. Rushing and receiving. Even if you're in PPR, start Mostert. He's going to catch balls on the backfield. He's going to run through the gut of that shitty Lions defense. And I know my Lions better than most. Born and raised Michigander. Grew up with this Bozo team. You're never a fan of the Lions. You're just a hostage, okay? You're Well, I've been held hostage by the Detroit Lions my entire life. And it, outside of Barry Sanders and Calvin Johnson, that's pretty much all there ever was. So on the Lions side, though, the Dolphins are decent against the run, but DeAndre Swift's supposed to play this week. I'm definitely starting Swift because even if he can't run as well, he can catch the ball in the backfield. You got to start Amon Ra. The problem is, can Jared Goff get Mr. St. Brown the ball. Kenny. Can he get Amon Ross St. Brown the ball? And don't buy into TJ Hawkinson. Please, let me do you this favor. TJ Hawkinson had that absurd game against the Seahawks where he had eight catches, 179 yards, two touchdowns. That is not the norm, okay? TJ Hawkinson's over-under on receiving yardage on prize picks this week is at 43 and a half, and I took the under. TJ Hawkinson's a fraud, and he sucks. 
And you need to know that, okay? So don't go looking for tight end gold there when all you're going to get is fool's gold and a bunch of crap. You're going to end up with poop on your hands. You'll be, you'll be digging yourself out of a hole with TJ Hawkinson for the rest of the season, and it's going to suck, okay? Please, please listen to me. TJ Hawkinson? Bye, Felicia. Yeah, that's how I feel about that. And that's an easy, easy call. Uh, Anthony says, uh, when's the Prospects talk show? Well, that's every Wednesday at 5 p.m. Eastern time, Anthony, as you well know. Jamie says, should have been streaming with you tonight. Laugh out loud. Views are zero. Oh, yeah. I, I would have popped you on there. I didn't know it was last minute thing. I'm sorry about that, Jamie. Suave JP says, Saquon and Everett for Kelsey? Yes. Yep. Uh, yes. Uh, even if it's PPR or not, Dynasty, whatever. Yeah, I redraft. I'm definitely doing that. Dynasty, no, I'm not doing. Well, yeah, I would. Yeah, I would do it because Saquon's just he's going to go downhill from here. This will be his best season, and he's going to sign a big contract, and his career is going to slowly fall apart. So I do like Gerald Everett a lot, though, because Justin Herbert can throw him the football, and with Mike Williams being out for a few weeks now in the Chargers wide receiving core. Gerald Everett's value does go up a bit. So, I don't know, maybe Saquon's, Saquon's value is going to decrease as the season goes on and in the future. So, if you think you can get Kelsey for those two guys, you got to do it. You got to do it because Kelsey's just such a stud. I mean, the four-touchdown game he had this season, the guy still can do it. He's not as athletic in terms of his speed and being more of a downfield threat anymore, but he still knows how to sit in zones. He's got great hands, and he has that key ingredient, which you cannot replace, his rapport with Pat Mahomes. That's huge. Chad says, just a quick plug for my big show with Eric Cross in two weeks. That's right. On the Twitch channel, Chad's going to be doing a show with Eric Cross from the fantasy baseball realm. The prospect guru himself, Eric Cross. I'm going to see him next week in Arizona, and uh, maybe I'll drop a video where we talk about Hey, we're going to have Eric Cross on with my main man, Chad, in a couple weeks. Let's pump up those Twitch numbers, by the way. We're on Twitch right now. So, Twitchers, come on. Subscribe to the Twitch channel. YouTubers, subscribe to the YouTube channel. You guys know how this stuff works. You've been on these formats. It's not your first day, right? There you go. Chad, you're the man. All right, so that's the Lions situation there. That should be an easy call. The Lions will probably, like, do some weird shit to make it really close. I just know they will. But the Dolphins should win. But the Dolphins, I don't know. Yeah, I think I'm locking it in. I'm taking the Lions at three and a half points because I'm an idiot. But the Dolphins offense will fly. It'll be a high-scoring affair. Cardinals at Vikings. Apparently, everybody's on the Cardinals for this one, even though it's in Minnesota. And Minnesota's 5-1. and one. I think that's because people think Minnesota's going to slow down and that they've been a little too good, right? But... You know, my gut instinct was to take the Cardinals in the three and a half points. I think even if the Vikings win, they win by a field goal. Kyler Murray plays better on the road, and he also has DeAndre Hopkins back. That's big news. I'm starting Hopkins. I'm starting Kyler. I'm starting Zach Ertz. I'm starting Rondale Moore. And, uh, yeah, I'm starting Edo Benjamin. To a lesser extent, excited about that. And then on the flip side, of course, you're starting JJ. You're starting Adam Thielen. You're starting Irv Smith Jr. Uh, KJ Osborne, obviously, in deeper leagues. And Dalvin Cook is a starter, always. Those are all easy plays. I think it should be a game that gets in the 20s on both sides of a total around 48 to 50. And I think I'm taking the three and a half points with the Cardinals, even though everybody and their mother is on the Cardinals. I hate being on the majority public side because the public is wrong a lot. It makes me nervous. Raiders at Saints. This one is a, wow, the Raiders are favored by one on the road in New Orleans. That doesn't make sense. 
I think the Saints will probably win this game outright, even though the Raiders really need this game. But Andy Dalton made some serious mistakes last week. And apparently, Dalton's the man. Jameis Winston is trash. So even when Andy Dalton throws two pick sixes in a game, he gets to still start over Jameis Winston? How is that? What's going on there? How is that legitimate? Sounds like a lot of spin to me. <laughs> spin it! Yeah. But you start Olave. You start every fantasy player in this matchup, the Raiders and the Saints. The Saints used to be known for a defense that could stop the run. They can't do that anymore. They've been run on. We've seen it, okay? They're just not the same in terms of that stellar run D that the Saints really built up a reputation for over the last three years. So Josh Jacobs has been amazing, and it's not a fluke. He's playing for a contract, and he is playing well. And Josh McDaniels is using him a lot, passing and running. So start all the fantasy players in this matchup. I love Olave. I love Kamara. Uh, Juwan Johnson? Hopefully he can score a touchdown in this one. Could be a bye week tight end, although there's only two teams on a bye this week, so it's not a huge bye week. But, yeah, that's an easy call. I think the Saints will probably win that game. Uh, Pats at Jets. Pats are favored by two and a half, even though the Jets are on a winning streak? What am I missing here? Bill Belichick is that much smarter? But the Jets have more talent. Is this where it finally ends for the Jets? Will Belichick know what to do here? Because Zach Wilson can't throw, and he knows that they've lost Brees Hall, and now it's Michael Carter's show with James Robinson showing up. I'm not starting Robinson. I'm starting Carter because he'll catch balls out of the backfield too. But until we see it, I think I got to take the Patriots here because we have to see Zach Wilson throw for yards in the passing game. Corey Davis is out for this one. So Elijah Moore is back in the fold. But does it matter? I mean, Garrett Wilson, Elijah Moore, these guys can't do anything unless Zach Wilson gets them the ball. And I've got real issues there. Patriots side, you got to start Ramondre. I think you got to start Damian Harris too, even though he's the second fiddle right now. And Mac Jones is supposed to start this game again. Jacoby Myers, maybe. Sauce Gardner could shut him down. I think we're looking at a low-scoring affair, a slog, a running battle here. I'm starting all the running backs. And the tight ends like Hunter Henry maybe break through on the Pat side, but I'm not excited about Devontae Parker or Jacoby Myers this week in New York. Steelers and Eagles, this is at 10.5 now. The Steelers are getting 10.5 points. The Eagles are dominant. They're on fire. Their offense is elite. The Steelers, they're just not very good, but they're battling lately. They beat the Bucks, who suck, we know. And then last week, they probably should have beat the Dolphins, Tua. Threw a couple balls that should have been picked, but they weren't. They only beat them by six. They covered. So I'm taking the points again here. I think the Eagles will be high flying, but the Steelers have pride. And maybe I'm a sucker here, but I'm taking the 10 and a half points. You're starting all the players once again. I don't think Najee Harris is a guy that you should trade. I don't want to be in business with Harris anymore. I said that coming into the season. So I wish I'd said that sooner so people knew I wasn't just jumping on a bandwagon. You know what I mean? Really, really a frustrating player to own. Really, really annoying. Uh, oh, we had some comments here. Brian says, just reading through the chat, I too am in a family league and it sucks. First time I've ever played fantasy. And I can't do much since nobody wants to trade. Oh my God. So we got two people with the same problem with the family league. Families. The families that trade together stay together. Okay? Come on. What's going on here, families? Trades are fun. That's what makes fantasy football what it is. Trades all day long. Brian also says, sister's boyfriend is the biggest scumbag. 
keeps offering me Zeke for Lamb and Olave. What? Yeah, that's a terrible trade. Glad Zeke is hurt, so the garbage deals stop. Bryant, you're the man. So glad to hear from you, Brian. Good to see you in here. Make sure you subscribe and you join the Discord for free because I want to get to know you more. That's the kind of shit I like hearing. You got to... You only commented twice, but I love what you're saying. I can already tell you got a certain mindset and an attitude. Kind of guy I like. You're funny, and I dig that. We take this stuff seriously. We try to win, but we don't take ourselves too seriously. It's important, right? Because it's just practice. That's all it is. We're talking about practice. Right? Chad says James Robinson is going to run wild on the Pats. Okay, well, that's a fun one. That's a fun link. That's a fun bit. Sure, why not? Fuck it. Let's see what happens. Donovan says, family leagues and work leagues are the Spider-Man gift. <laughs> Child, please. That is hilarious. Yes, the Spider-Man gift are family leagues and work leagues in fantasy football. That's hilarious. Too many cooks. That's great. Okay. Where was I? I got to finish this shit and get the hell out of here. Titans at Texans. Okay. Oh, man, I need some water. I've been rambling for an hour and a half straight. Tennessee is favored by three in Houston. Houston sucks. They're not good. Don't be fooled by some of the games they've hung in there for. Tennessee is going to run Derrick Henry to death. But what worries me here is that, and this is what I try to do in the show, I don't want to just give you the standard narratives and the same old story where you can get anywhere. I mean, fantasy football is covered to death all over the place. So you need something unique and different in order for you to stay here or to give me your time, right? And I, I understand that. I respect that. But Derrick Henry running for 150 yards against the Texans, it just seems so obvious. Is it too obvious? Tannehill's hurt. He's got a bad ankle. The passing game is in shambles in Tennessee. Is it somehow possible that Houston could limit this run game? I mean, Houston has been run on by everybody. Khalil Herbert, Austin Eckler, Josh Jacobs last week, three touchdowns. It just seems so obvious. So it makes me question it. But it's hard to argue against playing Derrick Henry and him racking up the rushing yards and the Titans keeping this a low-scoring, slog, and ugly-ass game. It just seems that's the way it's going to be. But on the Houston side, Davis Mills plays a lot better at home. I like Davis Mills in this matchup, actually. I like Nico Collins, and I like the passing game. Damian Pierce... Might have a tougher go of it on the ground, but the Titans could be exposed in the secondary, in the passing game. So what? I think I'm going to take the Texans plus three here just because it's absurd. It's a home dog in the NFL. Why not? I love home dogs in the NFL. You shouldn't. This is not college. These are all pros. And Davis Mills plays much better at home than he does on the road. So I'm, I'm starting all the passing options in the Houston arsenal for passing. Yeah, Nico Collins maybe has his best game of the season. It'd be really nice to see that. It really, really would. It'd make me happy. Then we got the Colts and the Commanders. The Colts and the Commanders. I talked about this earlier, but Sam Ellinger's a guy I really, really like. The Colts are favored by two and a half or three, depending on which site you use. By the way, which one do you prefer? DraftKings, FanDuel? What's your go-to gambling format? I would like to know these things because everybody's got a favorite. We all shop around, but there's always one that you kind of lock into. I think you got Tyler Haneke era is underway. The Washington defense is playing better lately. They beat the Packers last week. They beat the Bears the week before that on the road, 12-7. to And there's talk that Antonio Gibson might get traded. Brian Robinson 
is the go-to guy there, but Gibson has played all right lately. So it's interesting what's going on with that backfield. It leaves me a little confused. The Colts have a stout D. It's not elite, but it's really rock solid. So I'm not too excited about starting Brian Robinson in this matchup. I am interested in starting Curtis Samuels. Of course, you got to start everybody else in the Washington passing attack because that's what you do. You got to start Terry McLaurin. And John Bates, if he starts again, I like John Bates as a tight end. Maybe scores a touchdown in this one. Colts-wise, I think they go back to basics with the run game. Heavy, 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 heavy dose of Jonathan Taylor. He has his best game of the season in this one, even though Watch's defense is solid, right? But I, I like Sam Ellinger. I don't love him this week to dominate, but I think he'll show some glimpses. And Jonathan Taylor is his best game of the season, which hopefully will open up some opportunities for Michael Pittman. I think Pittman will... This will be the one key to focus on. Will Pittman get the opportunities from new quarterback Sam Ellinger? If you believe that he will, then that's going to be great. You'll probably go against the grain with that because I don't think a lot of people think that's going to happen in this game. Alec Pierce underneath, though, will get opportunities. Mo Alley-Cox at tight end. I like those plays for sure. Paris Campbell and Pittman, I'm iffy this weekend. Really up in the air. I don't know. I don't know if I'm feeling it. i got to see how this new offense looks with Sam Ellinger at the helm. I really want to take the Commanders. I think this will be a really close game. So if you get the three points of the Commanders, take it. Why not? 49ers or Rams? Rams are one-point dogs to the Niners, even though the Rams were at home. But the Niners own the Rams. Everybody knows this. Kyle Shanahan owns Sean McVay. Sean McVay can win a Super Bowl, but he has a hard time beating Kyle Shanahan, even though they did beat the Niners in the NFC title game last year. Jimmy Garoppolo will do some dumb shit, but I love Brandon Ayuk in this matchup. I don't fear the Rams' defense at all. I think CMC is going to have a really solid game. Brandon Ayuk, uh, Debo is going to be out for this one. No Debo Samuel, I believe. I think George Kittle will have his best game of the season. I love Kittle. I love Higby. I'm starting Cooper Cup always because it's what you do. And then with the backfield for the Rams... They're going to have a hard time running on San Francisco. That's the big challenge here. If you have the guts to do it, you can start Daryl Henderson. Uh, it's going to be risky. I think the Niners will limit the run, and Matthew Stafford's going to have to throw his way out of this one. Will Allen Robinson continue to slowly be more involved in the offense? I'm not so sure of that. We'll see. But if the Niners try to totally double-team and shut down Cooper Cup, then it's up to Higby and Robinson, and that'll be interesting to see. I think that's going to happen. And I'm going to take the Rams in this game, even though everybody thinks the Niners own them. The Rams need this. They're coming off a bye. They're prepped and ready. That's how I see that. Bada bing, bada boom. Uh, Boy, we got some comments again. Brian says, it's tough, man. It's a cool league with all the guys, cousins, and boyfriends. 10-team league on ESPN. But when nobody wants to deal, it makes me so put off by it. I'm 5-2 and currently, by the way. Good for you, Brian. Hip hip hooray. That is bullshit. That is not bullshit. He's five and two. But it is bullshit that people won't make trades. Family leagues, make your deals. Have some fun. Live it up. You only live once, supposedly. Right? (laughs) All right, then we got the Giants and the Seahawks. The Giants are getting three points again on the road, just like they did last week against the Jaguars. And the Jaguars, frankly, should have won the game. Not this time, Giants. You're going down this week. I'm taking the Seahawks. The Giants will lose. They're going to lose. They're going all the way to the Northwest. Pete Carroll has a rejuvenated sense of purpose. The Seahawks are fired up because they're good and they're solid and they're organized. 
And Geno Smith is the comeback player of the year. He is. So I'm starting Geno. Uh, I know DK is a game-time call. I don't know if DK will play this one. Even if he doesn't, I like Will Disley a lot. I think Will Disley will benefit from DK's absence, the tight end. Kenneth Walker is a god. Kenneth Walker is a must-start everywhere. He's a DFS option. He's going to tear up this Giants run defense. They gave up 114 yards on 14 carries to Travis Etienne last week. So Kenneth Walker can do that. Easy. If you want to start some Giants on the road, Seahawks defense isn't good. It's not. They, they've had some finals that look like their defense is better than it is, but it's not a great defense at all in Seattle. But the Giants, I mean, you want to start Daniel Jones on the road? Is this going to be a shootout? It might be. Maybe Daniel Jones has his best passing game of the season. Wandale Robinson, hey, maybe a miracle happens. You got to start Saquon. I know Daniel Bellinger got hurt. That sucks for the Giants. They traded Kadarius Toney, so here we are. Richie James, does that excite you? I just think the Giants are in for a reality check in this one. I think they're going to get rolled, and it's finally time for the Giants to take a seat, son. Sit down. Sit your ass down. Yeah. I mean that. I'm fired up about it. It really bothers me. You better lock it up. You better lock it up. No, you lock it up. You lock it up. Lock it up. Lock it up. I am locking it up. All right, Christ. I'm always locking it up. I'm in control. All right, then uh, the Sunday night game and the Monday night game, I don't cover those because that's like prime time. But sure, Packers, Bills. Packers are getting 11 points. It feels like it got to take it, but the Bills are dominant. But Aaron Rodgers has pride, or does he? I don't know. I think I got to take 11 points in the Packers. I got to see it to believe it that the Bills will just destroy them. I think Aaron Rodgers is going to give everything he has, but the problem is the people he relies on, can't get the job done. And the Bills' defense is really, really good. A.J. Dillon, his value is shrinking. I actually think it's a good time to buy Dillon. I'd be buying A.J. Dillon right now. It's a great time to buy. Buy, 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 buy. Aaron Jones, he's really, really good. But Packers' offense is just a little bit in disarray. So I like Romeo Dobbs. I really do. I think he's a talented guy who's going to be a good receiver in this league. But does that matter right now? I mean, you got Alan Lazard. Robert Tanyan is a must-start for me. I think this game will be a really weird game in a way. I, I can't wait to see this game. I can't wait to see what the Packers can do now. Are they organized? Do they have their shit together? Was it a tough luck loss last week at Washington, losing by two? Huh? Utah, give me two. We'll find out. Of course, you start all the bills all the time, 24-7. Although, I think Singletary... Uh, Singletary's hit or miss. If you're playing Singletary as a flex play, I think it's a little bit risky just because you never know what you're going to get from him. You just don't because the Bills can go many different directions with their game scripts. And then the Monday night game, Bengals-Browns. Oh, man, I am thirsty. I'm going to take the Bengals minus three, even though they lost Jamar Chase. The Browns are just a mess. They're real, the Browns have to have this game, though. That's the problem. They're really, really desperate. But Joe Burrow versus Jacoby Brissett, End of story, man. End of story. I can't take the Bengals. Although, if you get the hook three and a half, the Browns will fight hard in this one. So, I will take the Browns three and a half. But if you get it at three, I'm taking the Bengals. That's how I feel about it. You got to start, everybody. It's a new day in Cincinnati. I talked about this earlier in the show. I love Hayden Hurst. I love Mr. Boyd. And you love T. Higgins. T. Higgins is the king now. And Joe Mixon, hopefully, will become more and more involved here. A little bit more of the running game will be pushed forward in an attempt to get some balance for Cincinnati. Cleveland, yeah, they could limit the run, but they could also be run on. I've seen it go both ways. Eh, 
Cleveland's just a mess. You can start Nick Chubb. You should absolutely start Nick Chubb. He should have a really, really good game in this one. Kareem Hunt might be traded by then. I don't know, right? Kareem Hunt will be gone. And then Amari Cooper has to rely on Jacoby Brissett to get the ball. This goes back to the same problem I was talking about earlier with the Atlanta Falcons and Mariota, the inability to get the ball to Drake London and Kyle Pitts. So if you got a talented guy on your roster like Amari Cooper, the problem is when he's a wide receiver, you have to have someone talented to get him the ball, and the Browns don't have that. But Cooper's had a few good games this year, so who knows? Maybe uh, he lucks out. Maybe they throw a lot of screen passes, and he makes big plays with them. But I could... I mean, David Njoku maybe has a good game here, but I can't really recommend a lot of Browns until I see some more consistency, other than the running game. I love the running game. But there's also a spot here where maybe Brissett has his best game of the year. I I do have that vibe in me, but I don't have anything to support that. It's just a vibe. Because the Browns are really backs against the wall right now, and I don't think they're as bad as their record. I know they're not. I think Kevin Stefanski's a pretty decent coach. I do. So maybe the Browns go all out here, and you get... A really, really good running game, which sets up some play-action opportunities for Cooper, maybe Donovan Peoples-Jones, David Njoku, maybe. That's a possibility. Okay, I'm done. Oh, my God. I am so thirsty. I've talked nonstop for an hour and a half. Woo! What a ride it's been, man. Donovan says, Kyle Tucker bomb, one up the Astros. Didn't somebody call that in the Discord earlier? Wasn't there a, there was a boost. I think it was Thud, because in our Discord, we talk about betting, and we were talking about a boost on DraftKings. They were doing a home run boost for the World Series. And I swear, I think Thud said I'm going with Kyle Tucker. So I really hope he did. That's awesome, man. Way to go. Uh, Auto Rhythm Sports, I know who you are, says Gino is a start. Let's go. Gino, 150 points this weekend. <laughs> That's funny. Suave JP says, I just traded Michael Pittman, Saquon, and Everett for Travis Kelsey. Nice. And Walker? Hell yeah, dude. Hell yeah. Round of applause. That's a badass trade. You got Walker and Kelsey. I love it. That's a great trade. Good for you. Make sure you subscribe and connect with the show here. Join us. How often do you go live? Good content here. Yes, Brian. Thank you so much. Oh, thank you, honey. My girlfriend is so sweet. She heard me crying about how thirsty I was. Mm, mm, mm. Oh, yeah. Oh, my God. That's good. Uh, Brian... You know, I was sick as hell the last couple of weeks, so my life got thrown upside down. I'm just coming out of it. I'm back. We try to do we do a baseball show every Wednesday at 5 p.m. That's a dynasty baseball show. And I've been trying to do the football show on Thursday nights. Tuesdays and Thursday nights. That's my goal. Usually don't do Fridays, but if you subscribe and you hit the dingy button here so you get notified when we go live. And if you connect with the Discord, I also set up events in there and I let you know when I'm going live. So you will always be aware, Brian. I love connecting with you today. All the people today that did the damn thing in the live chat. Hell yeah. Round of applause again. Hell yes. Really appreciated that. Toby JP says, love the energy. Definitely subscribed. Also, winning the wife. That's right. (laughs) Thank you, JP. (laughs) Would you do Higgins and AJB for Diggs? No. That's too much. I think that's too much. Higgins is going to be the go-to. He should have an incredible season. And A.J. Brown is on one of the best teams in football. And I know he doesn't have, he hasn't put up huge, huge games, but he's consistently in the mix on a team that has a lot of weapons, which allows him, it's just a little too much for Stephon Diggs. I know Stephon Diggs is a badass. It's just too much. I think it's too much. 
I don't know what you guys think about that. Brian says, on a serious note, Devin Duvernay is out in free agency. I got Lamb, Olave, Pickens, and Brown Jr. as wide receivers. Do I make a play and grab him? You got Lamb, Olave, Pickens, and Brown Jr. Eh. Duvernay started off the season hot, and then he's kind of just been, right? I, like I fell in love with him, but I've fallen out of love with him too. So I don't think there should be a tremendous, I don't know if you're messing with me. You said on the serious tip. But, I mean, he's he had the two touchdown games to start the year, and since then, he had one game where he caught five balls against Cincinnati for 54 yards. That's like the highlight of his season. I don't see a lot of excitement there. I really don't. Lamar Jackson getting the ball to wide receivers, and Duvernay is a shorter guy. He's a smaller guy. He's a tough guy, but I don't see it. I don't think there should be any excitement for Devin Duvernay. And I fell in love with him once upon a time. That's coming from a guy who fell in love. I fell in love with Devin Duvernay. Let's go. Friday, we are down to join. Woo! All right, I'm hitting the road. You guys were the best. Plaza Podcast. Two Utah. Us. Two Zs. Give me two. Follow us on Twitter. Follow me on Twitter, MJ Govier. The Discord's free. I put the link in the live chat. That's it. I love doing this stuff. I work at FTN. You can check out my stuff at FTN. If you don't know FTN, that's where a lot of elite people work who have big, big brains and know a lot about all the sports in the world and then some. It's been a pleasure doing the show with you all. Thank you for the active live chat. I now turn it over to Russell Crowe because this is the official fantasy sports podcast of the man himself, Russell Crowe. Cheers, everybody. All right, lads. Now, I know there's not a faint heart among you. And I know you're as anxious as I am to get into close action. But we must bring him right up beside us before we spring this trap. That will test our nerve. And discipline will count just as much as courage. The Acheron is a tough nut to crack. More than twice our guns, more than twice our numbers. And they will sell their lives dearly. They mean to take us as a prize. (laughs) And we are worth more to them undamaged. Their greed will be their downfall. England is under threat of invasion. And though we be on the far side of the world, this ship is our home. This ship is England. So it's every hand to his rope or gun, quicks the word and sharps the action. After all, surprise is on our side. (laughs) 